Hey everybody, Cheryl Todd here from Gun Freedom Radio, and I am sitting down this morning with my good friend, Tony Simon. He's the owner of Simon Says Train and something called 2A4E Diversity Shoot, and he's going to explain that to us. Welcome to the show, Tony. Good morning, Cheryl. It's wonderful to be here. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we finally got to meet in person recently and spend a little bit of time together, and it was awesome. I, I, I mean, you are vivacious anyway, but in person, it's you just got this amazing warmth that just uh, really envelops the whole room. I was, one, I got to meet you. I thought, I mean, I, you know, I have a crush on you because you're awesome. <laughs> and, and, and let everyone know, as great as you think Cheryl Todd is in real life, mo' better. <laughs> and you we were at a wonderful that. event. Yeah, thank you. And we were at a wonderful event. We had a bunch of pro-gun people come out to two, the 2A rally in D.C. And we had a pre-event with uh, Carrie Sloan from We the Female and Kevin Dixie from No Other Choice Firearms Training and just a bunch of amazing people that wanted to be Second Amendment advocates. And um, it was just such positive vibes in the room that it made it an awesome day, too. It um, really did. It, it just set the day off perfectly. We, we were fed, our brains were engaged. Uh, it, it was warm in the house and chilly outside, but some of us wanted it chillier inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kevin Dixie got me over that with the one mile walk to the venue. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's, uh, you know, just a little stroll, just a mile. So, uh, so the event you're talking about is the recent first of its kind, right? Second yep. Amendment rally that truly, it didn't have a headlining um, group. You know, it's not like, hey, this is the fill in the three letter uh, gun rights group event. Please show up. This was, we are of the people, by the people, for the people showing up in Washington, D.C. on the Capitol on, on November 2nd, uh, that was in the year 2019, and it was amazing, uh, and I got to be one of the speakers, and you got to come out and encourage people, and it was just amazing, I thought. I, I thought it was a wonderful thing. Um, put together really short notice. I think it was like six weeks done through nothing but social media, word of mouth, social media. And some people couldn't get off. Some people couldn't make it. And that's fine. But what I call two A heavy lifters came out and did it. And I think it's going to have a ripple effect through the community and it's going to grow more advocates and make more people grassroots organizers. I mean, I know it already did because I was in a conversation with George Wilson from Virginia, who I knew from up here in Jersey. He moved to Virginia right before this event, got off of work, drove all the way from Norfolk to DC to be at the event, then had to drive home and go to sleep for the next day at work. <laughs> what did he do yesterday? They had uh, they talked about making his county a Second Amendment sanctuary county, and he went there to speak after organizing the groups together to come out to the event. He said they had a full house, and he called me, and he was really nervous and asked for talking points and stuff like that. And of course, be you, 
always be you uh, when it comes to be a Second Amendment advocate or an advocate of any type. Know what you're talking about. Be you. That's it. And he did a great job. That is, I mean, really perfect advice. Uh, Sometimes I think we, we wait until we have an audience. We wait until we feel like, well, we are scholars on the Constitution. We wait until we are, you know, the top of our game, if we're competitive shooters or hunters or whatever, before we try to engage others and, and bring them into what we're passionate about. And if we are just who God created us to be, just who we are, that I think is more inviting and more compelling than any of those masks, any of those accolades that we think are so important. It really is. Um, I'll talk about the diversity shoot in a second is for everyone. It didn't start because I said, hey, I have to start this organization that gets these people together. Uh, 2012, the horrible shooting took place in Sandy Hook. Mm. I had gone through all the hoops and everything you have to go through in New Jersey. I am now a New Jersey resident. I was then too, to become a firearms instructor. So NRA certification, uh, went to my class classes with my friend Sean from Black Bag Resources. And then I went to Gun for Higher Range, got my certifications. Boom. We're going to change the world because we're going to be NRA instructors and help people learn. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're going to do this. Yes. And, um, we got the little 1022s. We set up the programs at Fort Dix and, uh, and we're going to run programs. And then Sandy Hook happens in New Jersey, mm-hmm. of course, has an entire 64 pages of laws that they're going to push through any chance they get when something horrible like an active shooting happens. Mm-hmm. And they just shoved everything through in 2013. And my partner, Sean, and I were just looking at each, at each other going, if this all passes, one, that's the end of us as NRA instructors, mm-hmm. but it's the end of the Second Amendment in the state. Mm-hmm. So we got together and we were at his apartment and we wrote a letter. We, we, we drafted a letter between the two of us trying to figure out how to speak, because you're nervous if you're going to write your representatives, sure. how to speak without sounding like a, my cold dead hands, you know, vote from the rooftop. We didn't want that. And we didn't want to be begging because again, these people work for us. Yes. So we came up with a concise letter and we wrote it, took a picture of it, posted it on Facebook. I'd been on Facebook less than a year, but I joined a bunch of Second Amendment groups of firearms related groups because we all do. And I posted the letter there and I was like, we just drew this up, copy, paste it, copy it verbatim or use it as your own um, format or template to write your own letter. But please get out there, write letters, become an advocate. And that's what we did. And it was huge. I mean, for people who had between the two of us, maybe 200 friends on Facebook, it went into the tens of thousands of people that saw this letter. And um, we were like, holy crud, how did that happen? Eh. So um, I joined Second Amendment groups in Jersey. I joined New Jersey Second Amendment Association. I joined, uh, uh, I think that was the first one I joined. And uh, we went to testify down in Trenton, and I was nervous. Oh, my God, I was nervous. Throat dry. I think it cracked like I was going through puberty again. (laughs) I totally forgot what I wrote down. I mean, I had it written, but who knows? But I did that. I testified. Mm -hmm. And I was the only person of color 
out of 200 pro-gun people in, in the entire assembly wow. uh, that came out to testify. And I'm like, no, I know we have people that look like me at the range. I know people mm -hmm. like me own guns. Yeah. So I contacted the president of NJ2AS at the time, and I was like, is there any program to get people of color to come out and, and participate in the advocate part of gun ownership, advocating uh, the political part, making your face shown because one political party acts as if, if they speak for all people of color and that we're all supposed to be behind this anti-gun movement. I'm like, that's very wrong. And Frank was like, uh, no, <laughs> there's nothing. So I called a couple of different organizers up and they all said nothing. So I'm talking to my friend, Sean Fisher, again, from Black Bag Resources. Reason I keep saying it is because if I don't, he'll never let me forget it. <laughs> I love it. Um, but, uh, you name drop to your heart's content. <laughs> no, the reason I'm saying because Sean is behind, was, is, was this conversation we were having, and I'm like, well, somebody has to have something. And he was like, well, why don't you start it? And I'm like, no, because people that start stuff are people that start stuff, you know, and I'm not a people that start stuff. He was like, do you think it's needed? He was like, yeah. I said, yeah. He was like, then you need to do it. I'm like, where do I start? He said, contact Anthony Calandro at Gun for Higher Range. That's what I did. I called Anthony and I was like, I'd like to maybe get a classroom and put together something to get people of color to come out and understand New Jersey gun law and advocacy and how they can be a part of it. <laughs> Anthony Calandro being him goes, what about Thursday? I'm like, um, this Thursday? I'm like four days away. He was like, yeah. I was like, uh, give me a week and I'll do something. So, and that's how on February 15th, 2015, the very first second is for everyone diversity shoot started. And I think I called it the African-American diversity shoot just because it was happening in February. Now, again, only had maybe a couple of hundred friends on Facebook. I posted it up, I threw it in the groups, and so many people thought it was only for African-Americans. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, it's the diversity shoot. It's, it's to get everyone involved. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I made it a Facebook event, and I learned a very important lesson about social media. When 200 people say they're coming to something, four will show up. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's true. That's exactly what happened. That's a true so, story. All yeah, the time. All the time. But that was my first lesson. Four people showed up and I was discouraged because I thought the place would be packed and it would be advantageous for Anthony to host events for us. Four people showed up two hours late. Um, Jersey, North Jersey traffic is ridiculous. If you want to show up somewhere at six o'clock, you better leave at four. Mm. So um, they showed up. We talked to them because it was small, it was personable. We asked any question you have. We gave them rundowns of Jersey law. Then we broke out firearms, went into the range. They shot some awesome firearms that Anthony provided. He had over 200 rental guns. We had our firearm. These guys had a ball. After it was over, they left. And uh, I, I apologized to Anthony. I was like, I'm sorry. Um, I totally understand if you don't ever want to have one of these again. He was like, oh, no, you're not giving up like that. You got to have another one and then another one. And he, I was like, what? He was like, you got to keep doing it. So since 2015, every other month, we have one of these diversity shoots at Gun for Higher Range in Woodland Park. Our next one actually is December 5th, uh, 6 p.m. Tickets are online at diversityshoot.com. But um, the reason I'm saying it is you can't give up. 
You have to believe in something. Nothing will be perfect the first time. That's advocacy. That's doing karate in the garage. That's whatever you're trying to do is not going to be perfect. But if you believe in it, you have to keep doing it. And that's what we did. And it was amazing because it went from four people at that first event to the event. Oh, and by the way, I was doing it free of charge. I was not charging anything. The range got paid $10, which again, for an hour at that range is $65 just for the range time. Oh, and this, yeah. was, this was three or four hours for 10 bucks. So, um, <clears throat> and I fed you. <laughs> I had pizza and soda and, and stuff like that. And we had prizes. Um, I went to my friend, Rob Pincus. Um, I'd never met Rob before. He was in South Jersey doing something and I'd done two events and I'm like, we have to have prizes and giveaway stuff because that's how you get people to show up to stuff by giving them free stuff like swag. So I talked to Rob and I was like, Hey, um, this is what we're doing here in Jersey. Can you help? Before I could finish saying, can you help? He was like, I got some stuff I can give you. He runs out to his personal defense network vehicle and just starts handing me tons of books and DVDs and anything. And he said, what you need to do is approach the industry and have the industry help you get stuff to give away. Mm-hmm. And that's my industry link. Rob became a friend then. He supported the second is for every one diversity shoot. And it's amazing. And it's also funny because I was unaware that Anthony Calandro and Rob Pincus did not get along. And Look at you being a bridge builder. I love well, it. Well, my, my whole thing was this. I'm, I'm here about the Second Amendment. I'm not even a group. I'm a workshop. So, yes, there are egos involved in the Second Amendment community of different groups, not like in other groups. Not my problem. Right. I invite all people to come to this event, your group, no matter what it is, to introduce you to gun owners and new people. It's your job if you want to recruit, but let people learn who you are. Tell them what you do. And the audience is yours. I'm not here to compete. I don't have a membership. I don't do anything but host events, feed people, and train people if they show up at my event to to shoot guns for the very first time. Mm -hmm. If you're a trainer, I'm not here to take your job. I want you to come to my event, run a port, give your business card out to people and tell them how awesome you are, and then show them by teaching them to shoot a gun. That's it. I am no one's competition. I'm here to introduce everybody. I'm a facilitator. Mm -hmm. But what I'm trying to do is grow the community with people who are non-stereotypical gun owners. Mm -hmm. So if your mom, if if your family member is LGBTQ Mm -hmm. and you go, you really need to find a way to protect yourself. I, and you don't know how to do it. You don't want to take the responsibility of taking your friend to the range or family member to the range because you've never trained anyone. Come to my event. I'll introduce them to people who are trainers. I'll get them to shoot a gun to even find out if they like it without the pressure being on you. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is come, maybe buy a raffle ticket or two, mm-hmm. eat some food, shoot mm-hmm. some gun, have fun. We'll take care of your family member or friend. If you have that anti-gun person at work that's willing to be brave enough to come to our event and be polite, we're totally willing to talk to you because we're willing to have that conversation. You don't have to do it especially if you're a pro-gun person who's been in it for a while, you get tired of hearing it. I totally understand. You get tired of ask, being asked, why do you care about guns more than you care about children? And just some of the craziest stuff your friends hear on CNN. Right. I prep myself for that. I, I beat myself in the head with a two by four before I show up at the event. And then I just walk right in and I can handle that question. 
<laughs> but yeah, I, I'm there for that. I, I'm there to help grow the community and answer these questions. And even if your anti-gun friend still leaves anti-gun, he's met a bunch of normal, hum, normal human beings that are gun owners. And you can't tell that lie anymore. You can't even believe it. My whole thing is not to change their mind that day, but to plant a seed. Yes. To plant a seed to go, well, they weren't a bunch of crazy redneck bearded flannel shirt wearing, you know, Trump hat having people there. They were people from all across the spectrum. Yep. And they all got along and we all had fun because all we talk about is the Second Amendment in my events. Yeah. That's it. That's and it turns out great. And I've been doing it since 2015. And I love it. And I, and I love helping people and I love training people. That is fantastic. And just even the name, it's on your shirt there, 2A4E. So Second Amendment is for everyone. Uh, and I think you were telling me a story about how that even came about uh, when we were together <laughs> in D.C. Uh, you want to share that? <laughs> so we were trying to think of a name for an event, but we also wanted to be able to make a shirt or make a patch. And um, pretty it's, it's like, how, what do we do? I don't know. All right. How do we come up with a name? I, it has to have second amendment in it, but I don't want it to have gun in it. And we're like, I don't know. And somehow came food came up and I was like, everybody likes seconds. <laughs> seconds are for everyone. <laughs> and Sean was like, that's it. And I'm like, what's it? Second, the second is for everyone. And that's how we came up with the name. The second is for everyone. And um, then we did the whole back and forth over the text messaging and came up with 2A4E. And um, it's uh -huh. and this is our logo. And the reason we have it like this, yes, America, red, white, and blue, no guns, no, nothing firearms related. But if someone's interested, it starts the conversation. And uh -huh. that's what we want. Not in your face, you know, two crossed AK-47s. Mm -hmm but a conversation mm -hmm. because when you know people, when you talk to people, when you've established a relationship, they know you. Mm -hmm. And then you can talk about the thing that they're afraid of, which is a firearm. Now you have someone they know introducing them to something they're afraid of. And that kind of knocks the edge off. Mm -hmm. And that works for me because you don't have to change that anti-guns person's mind. All you have to do is make them start doubting the thing they see on television mm -hmm. and then the crack starts to show in the lie being spoon-fed to us by mainstream media and then it falls apart because the, you start seeing the man behind the curtain you're being manipulated and then you can tell people about my page simon says train on instagram or the second is for everyone on facebook where i post one little nugget a day <laughs> just to throw a grenade in the room just to make mm -hmm. you think my job, I cannot, especially if it's your core belief, I cannot change your mind about firearms. You have to change your mind about firearms. I can just give you information. You can choose to believe it or not. And I think little by little, we're wearing people down. Mm -hmm. We can win this because our side, one, we have the truth on it. Yes. Two, shooting guns are fun. Yes. <laughs> it's just a fun activity. It's a social activity. And three, and let's not put ourselves down. We have some pretty awesome people in the firearms community because many of them do a lot of different things. Not only volunteer work, 
but first responders. There, there are people that are volunteer EMTs. There are people that Habitat for Humanity. I mean, we just did a, I, I think we had 20 kids out uh, last weekend just to introduce them to firearms. And we had like 40 instructors for 20 kids and everyone volunteered. There was, I was the latest dude there and I showed up like half an hour early. The instructors were packed into the place because we want to help. We want to grow the community. We want to show this good side. Mm -hmm. And the women there were awesome. Uh, one runs a construction company with her husband. We had dinner at Lorraine. We had breakfast together with uh, Jackie. And uh, Jackie's a nurse. And she runs uh, We the Female. Not We the Female. Ah, darn. What's the female group? Dang, nationwide. Sure. I hung out with her. She, she spoke at the event. Um, uh, she's from Pennsylvania. Uh, she started. Oh, with, you're. Are you? Thinking we the female. We the wait, female. We the female is Ke uh, Carrie Sloan, but you might be thinking of oh. Kelly Ann Pigeon. There you go. Kelly Ann Pigeon. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Kelly Kelly Ann runs the group, but Jacqueline is a a, a chapter president in okay. Jersey. Okay. And um, yeah, Kelly and I met for the first time at the event too, and we'd like been bumping into each other online. So it was great meeting her in person. She's awesome. But I mean, there were amazing people there. Second Amendment people are some of the most awesome people there are when you meet them in person. Online, they're some of the biggest pains in the butt. I swear you people need to stop arguing about everything. <laughs> yeah, I know. People get so legalistic about, well, if you shoot a SIG instead of a Glock, then you're not really a gun. Like, mm -hmm. But more, I, I think that's more banter. You know, that's kind of like when you see military people from different branches, you know, <laughs> kind of poke and dog at each other. Uh, but, you know, and th there are a few personality conflicts, just like in any community. But for yeah. the most part, I would say what you and I experienced at breakfast at, at Carrie Sloan and Kevin Dixie's event with people that are just eager to be uh, not only to to share their passion but to learn and absorb what you know and what you experienced with rob pincus where you barely got a sentence out of your mouth and he's like here yes here's some stuff i want to help you um yeah. i want to help you with an event at a guy's place that i don't really like very much i mean where does that happen so <laughs> it's really it, amazing yeah it really it really happens a lot because I'm not in, oh, what I was saying was we used to charge 10 bucks. Oh, yes. The place was packed. It got to the point that it was too many people, not only for the classroom, but for the venue Anthony had us in. Like, we would, people would be packed in the room and spill out into the hallway. Oh, it was like, wow. look, we, yeah, you have to limit the number of people that can come in. <laughs> I was like, how do I do that? He was like, sell tickets. So that, we sold That's a tickets. good problem to have, and selling yeah. tickets is a, a good way to solve it so yeah so it said Celtics because we never knew how many people would come because there was no fee there was nothing advanced you just show up so we sold tickets and of course it's always nerve-wracking because again I don't know how many people are going to show up so I have to have enough money in my pocket to order pizza and food for everyone and that was just stressful every event was stressful mm -hmm. Anthony said sell tickets charge something Mm -hmm. I charge $10. So a total of $20 plus tax and it gets you three hours at the range at an event plus food and you can, you know, win prizes and get swag. So that's what we did. So I don't want it to be cost prohibitive. I want it 
you to be able to bring your mom who, and this has happened multiple times, never shot a gun, but wants to. All right, cool. Bring your mom. And um, that works out or bring that anti-gun. You can flip a 20 to bring that friend from work mm-hmm. and, and not feel that you destroyed like, oh man, I'm out of a bunch of money. No, it's 20 yeah. bucks. And that's what we did. I want you to come. I want you to be part of this. So in 2020, we're going to, of course, have all the, uh, every other month at Gun for Higher Range, but I'm working with a place in New York to try to have events there. I can only bring long arms to that one. So the range itself is going to have to provide handguns. I'm working on Pennsylvania. And those are the two I really want to get this year. And I have someone in Maryland who actually has a couple of places they want me to check out. And I'm going to be in two places in Jersey at least. So it's growing. It's growing and it's amazing. And people are asking for it really across the country, but I'm just me. So I'm working on a 501c3. So we can become a charitable organization. And then we have to spread it. We have to grow. We have to go into other states because the anti-gun movement is on a nationwide uh, level. It's pushing in every state. Now, states behind any lines, like New Jersey, like Maryland, like Delaware, great, <clears throat> New York, but also California. And it's starting to seep into other states like Washington and Oregon. And we have to do something about it. And we have to grow the community and we can't pick who's going to be part of our community. So you have to have it open, regardless of color, regardless of religion, regardless of sexual orientation, all of that, and political background. You got to let it go. You can't be all conservative. You can't be seen as gun owners, Donald Trump, same thing, because it's not true. Mm-hmm. And that turns some people off and that is being used against us. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you're a gun owner, so you must support Trump. I'm like, what, what does one have to do with the other? I owned a gun before Trump ever ran. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. We're controlled in our image. We're a bunch of great people. But we've let other people pervert our image and we have to change that. And the only way to do it is one at a time. We can't depend on a large organization to do it because when large organizations get involved, they have their own motivations. Doesn't always work out for us. We have to do it as individuals. Every gun owner has to be an advocate and you are. However you act when you're at that range, when you're wearing that, Brown owl's hat, whatever it is, when you're wearing all your gear and you look like an advertisement from a 511 catalog, <laughs> how you conduct yourself is yeah. how people see a gun owner. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's, that is, and you know, that goes for anything. I mean, that's the way we raised our daughter is, you know, when you uh, leave the house, you are a representative of our family and we were always business owners. So it's like, you're also representing our brand and you're representing the people who come and give their time to us for a paycheck. And, you know, so it really, um, it's ingrained in some of us that we understand that, but others, maybe not so much, uh, because a lot of us are, uh, you know, very independent minded. And so yes. we kind of, they kind of have that lone ranger kind of that, you know, do it yourself or kind of um, attitude, which lends itself to, okay, so I'm also going to be a do it yourself or for my personal protection, you know, my, uh, my uh, life saving tool goes with me wherever I go. Um, and so, so that is 
true, it's valuable, it's valid, but we also do have to understand that the other side wants to see us as part of a whole. And so whether we think we're part of that whole or not, they are going to judge every uh, gun owner or advocate for the Second Amendment uh, by you know your your actions and and your words online. I think a lot of us are very sloppy, very careless, right? Uh, yes, when we want to bluster and we want to say these things that that we think sound cool in a moment, and then later someone else could look back on it and go, "That guy right there, what he just said, does that represent you, Miss Polka Dots?" You know, <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. like. No, but I support his right to say it. <laughs> there, you there you go. You can't get so caught up in the echo chamber. Mm-hmm. And, and, and look, be you. Mm-hmm. Totally get it. I'm not even asking you not to be. But understand your words carry more weight than you think they do, especially when you're calling people names where you're saying you want to grow the community. Mm-hmm. Libtard. I don't even know what that means. But I know it's not a compliment. So yeah, we're smart <laughs> enough to know that, right? Yeah. I'm maybe not a smart man, but I know that's not a good thing. And I'm like, guys, you're shutting down a bunch of people when you throw names out like that. When you talk about people. And it's cool and what you think is your small gun group. You know what I mean? Until somebody that doesn't agree with you screenshots it and puts it in a bigger gun group. And now all of a sudden you're a jerk off or doesn't even hit that. It doesn't even hit the internet like that. They send it to friends and text messages. You know, this guy, I saw your friend with him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now all of a sudden you're like blacklisted or just people know, think you are a certain thing because you got caught up. You control your online image. Yeah. You don't have to type in something while you're angry. You can take a step back and just walk away or just leave the conversation. You don't owe anyone on the online anything. All right. So don't let them push your buttons or get you go. Oh, also when we were talking about being a good ambassador for the second amendment, you have to be safe person with a firearm. Yes. You you have to learn how to use this thing correctly. And now Sean and I, my partner were on the range one day and we watched a husband and wife come. They were so dangerous with their firearms. We packed our stuff and left and we were only two people on the range. It was us and them. And we we're like, peace out. Cause I really don't want to see what a, a P226 does when someone shoots themselves with it while reholstering. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's bad. And it's like safety. Take a yes. class. Yes. Just because you own a firearm does not mean you know how to operate it safely. Yes, exactly. Because you don't know what you don't know. And and I'm like, I'm not telling you you're incompetent. I'm not telling you you suck. What I'm telling you is you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't take much time to at least take a basic class. Mm -hmm. But understand, once you take that basic class, you'll probably realize how basic your knowledge is and hopefully want to take other classes. Mm -hmm. But um. That's so true. Uh, You know, even if you think you know a lot, when you take a class, you are probably 99.9% of the time, you're either going to reinforce what you know, you're going to learn something new, or your presence there is going to actually help the next person feel like 
well, shoot, if that person who looks like they're very knowledgeable is taking more uh, educational courses, oh, wow, then that sets them on a good path to realize that we should be lifelong learners and lifelong trainers. Plus, you also get to check out gear. Now, a lot of us get behind gear. I mean, I'm on a gun and gear review podcast, so trust me, like gear. Um, but you don't know what works and doesn't work. So now you're in an event and you see a guy has that holster you were thinking about buying. Hey, how does that work? How does that work in class for? Mm-hmm. Now you didn't have to reach in your own pocket and you yes. got firsthand experience from someone you actually had a conversation with. Mm-hmm. And you can see what other people do. I mean, it just has little things that you can pick up if you pay attention that you will learn from, even if you know everything on the curriculum. Yeah. You could still learn from it. Yeah, I love it. As an instructor, I try to learn how to talk to other people and try to instruct. Because every time you, you discuss something, every time you have a class, everybody might not get it the way you said it the first time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now I have to figure out another way to say the same thing, to get the same point across. Mm-hmm. But this person isn't getting it that way. Works for me. Yeah. I want to learn because my class might be the only one this person takes before they have to defend their life with that tool. And I want them to learn as much as they can. Wow. Seriously. I mean, if you think about it that way, well, I, uh, we have so many other things I want to touch on. So, um, but I just do want to go back to just for a second, the idea that your the name of your group came from an idea of food (laughs) speaks to me. Because I mean, food, what does it do? It gathers people, right? And yes. it nourishes people, right? And mm-hmm. so does uh, knowledge. And so does the idea of protecting and defending ourselves, protecting and defending our constitutional rights. And so I think that that, to me, that makes 100% sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we were talking about, you know, you just be who you are just start somewhere, you know, a journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. There is something brewing out there uh, that I think bubbled up to the surface at the Washington DC rally and is something that can be a tool for every single person who has any access to any digital uh, forum, whether it's a, a smartphone, whether it's a laptop, whatever it is. And it, I, the idea came up because of the big rally. Can you talk to us a little bit about this to a social media rally? Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, a guy um, <clears throat> came up with it after the event. Um, 1776 is his name. I don't remember his real name, but uh, we started following each other. I think and it was, he was live, like, live for, what is his? Am yeah. I, am I saying the wrong name now? No, no, you got it right. Live for 1776 or something like that. Let me see. Live oh, for wow. freedom, 1776. There you go. He came up with the idea of, hey, let's do this on social media. Uh, we're coming up on the 200 and something uh, anniversary of the ratification of the, the Bill of Rights. Bill of Rights. Yeah, yeah, the Bill of Rights on December 15th. And he was like, let's all contact by calling and emailing our representatives all in one day. Just bombard their, their, their things and hit them up and show them the strength of 100 million gun owners contacting them. 
And he was like, this is not dependent upon you traveling, finding a hotel room, taking a day off. You can do this. Every hour, resend your email, make a phone call. Just do it. If you miss an hour, that's fine, but do it more than once. Let them know that they work for you, you're paying attention, and you don't agree with this anti-gun movement. You don't have to be in a group. You don't have to join a group. You don't have to join a page. December 15th, contact your representatives. If you don't know who they are and you have a harder time finding out, you can go to your state page. You can go to your federal page of your government page and find out who they are. Or an easy way, I know some people don't want to do this, but NRA, ILA, just go to their page. Again, you don't have to be a member, but it has a thing called contact your legislators and mm -hmm. it pulls up all of their information for you in one spot. Mm -hmm. And sure. again, you don't have to like someone to use their outlet to get what you want. It's not about being friends. It's about being allies. We don't have to be buddies, but we need to work together. I love that. It's not about being friends. It's about being allies. That's, that's awesome. And I mean, when you talk about the Second Amendment is for everyone, well, it's not going to be for everyone if we let it die on our watch, right? If we yes. let the infringements continue to pile on and pile on and we you know, blindly, you know, go and vote for candidates who are proudly standing on debate stages saying, hell yes, I'm going to take your, your tool of hunting, your tool of self-defense, your tool of sport. I'm going to reach into your home and I'm going to remove something that you own. If we yes. go vote for people that stand on that side of the fence well, God help us. God help our children and our children's children. And so in order for the 2A to be for everyone and continue to be, we can do these things like on December 15th, use social media, use email, use your cell phone, reach out to the people that you hired, right? With your yep. vote. And we forget yep. about that, that when we vote for these people, we've hired them and they work for us, they represent us, and they can't represent us if we don't tell them how all the time. Because the other side, they're screaming and yelling loudly, saying, this is how you will represent me. So if we don't have a voice, if we don't let our voices be heard, then we've abdicated it away. We've just said, oh, you know, forfeit. You're working when they post, when they have these uh, uh, committee meetings in your cities, in your capitals. They do it on a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. They tell you on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. You're not going to take off work. You can't. Mm -hmm. And understand, the people that were on stage this time going, hell yeah, we'll take your guns. Well, usually when they get in office, they get to hear. They don't get, go all the way to what they said. Mm -hmm. But as the years have gone on, yes. this has continually moved. And the things they're doing has followed right behind. Mm -hmm. So understand, hell yeah, we'll take your guns. They were talking about confiscation, but oh, it's a gun buyback. No, I didn't buy my gun from you, so you can't buy it back. And I don't mm -hmm. want to sell it. Now what are you going to do? So we can't let that happen. You have to pay attention. You can't vote party lines. And by the way, on this day, I don't mean just call your federal senators, I mean your state representatives too, your local, you have to make that phone call to nip this in the bud from the very roots. 
this is a grassroots movement. This is citizens making things happen. Mm -hmm. And that's the way the country was built. That's how it was started. And we have to get back to it. You cannot, again, as individuals, as gun owners, a lot of us don't even join groups because we don't want to be a part of some silly group. Great. Use your power as an individual to make this happen. Yes, absolutely. No excuses. No excuses. No no fence-sitting and personal responsibility is everything. Nobody is going to be able to do it for you. You have to, even if you do belong to a group, I've heard too many people say, well, I wrote my check to the fill in the three letter group, right? Gun rights group. I wrote my check, so I'm done. No, no, no. You've done part of your part. You as an individual will always have the louder voice than any collective group that's trying to apply um, pressure to your representative. They represent you. So, all right. 100 million gun owners have a louder voice than any Second Amendment group has ever had. This is my deep belief. The Second Amendment battle is this generation's civil rights movement. Mm. Sadly, most Americans don't even know they're involved in this fight. Mm-hmm. This right will go away. We give rights up. They're not taken away from us. We give them up. Mm-hmm. We can't give this one up. They're using the same exact tactics they used against blacks back in the day to mm-hmm. say we're dangerous, mm-hmm. we can't be trusted, and we must be marginalized. And they're using it against firearms owners on every level, from red flag laws to using your military record against you to everything else. This is your civil rights movement. At the end of the day, win, lose, or draw, what are you going to say when you look in a rearview mirror? Were you a part of this fight? Or were you just too busy to send an email on December 15th? Yeah. Just say. Yeah. No, beautifully said. Um, somebody else that was at the rally in D.C. was a speaker at the rally, helped with the breakfast. He has really involved his life. And he works full time, right? He's got a family, wife, kids, full time job. KD right? Kevin Dixie. He is holding a a shoot and learn event coming up in 2020. And um, I mean, that's another example of something that he, he's just like, I'm going to try this. This is his second year. And the first year went well. So he's going to try it again. Talk to us a little bit about that event. Yeah, Kevin Dixon training and learning event that he hosted last year was amazing. Um, it, I don't even remember how many of us it was, but I really wanted to get in on it. And it was people from all over the industry that wanted to make a difference, that wanted to learn. You had Carrie, that was the first time I met her in person, even though we'd been on podcasts together from We the Female. Uh, we had, I just, wow, my mind just went, I don't know who was there. Um, we had a lot of people there to teach. We had Corinne Butler to teach you, uh, Corinne Moser, excuse me, to teach you um, the different aspects of using a firearm. Uh, we had facts and firearms there to provide guns for us. We had um, Dustin, I forget Dustin's last name, but he's a competitive shooter, proper, aware was there. They were all there in a different aspect to teach you something different about being an advocate, being firearms owners, uh, being firearms users. Just it was amazing because there was a a, a learning day. I think that was Friday night. 
and everybody had like a 20 minute block of instruction that you could come up and hear about. And it was great. And then the very next day we go to the range, we do some shooting, we break into groups. And then the third day, which was Sunday, we broke into different groups to tell you how to make videos, how to do interviews, how to brand, how to get your brand out there. And again, more shooting, more guns, more fun, but more networking. And that's what was the important part. We all shared each other's information. We got each other's email. We got on each other's email list. You are not alone in this fight. Even me up here in New Jersey, I know we have a hardcore group of Second Amendment advocates. Same thing as in your state. You might not know them yet. So it's important to come to something like this train and learn event because now you're talking to people from all over the country that are just like you but you also get a lot of information. And even if you don't pick up on it all, you have that person's contact information and you can ask them about stuff. Mm -hmm. The internet has given us the ability to network outside the mainstream. 40 years ago, we would all had to write letters. Yes. Now you can hit them up, you can FaceTime them, you can eat text and then make a phone call on your person and not have to look for a phone booth. I mean, this is all set up for the people to get together and make a difference. And again, learning and training and being an effective user of that tool, of that firearm, is still part of being an advocate because you're not a danger. You're not a statistic. You're not the person that's going to accidentally shoot yourself or someone else. Right. Wow. So true. Um, So we just need to start wrapping up. Uh, and I hate to, because this has been an awesome conversation, but we'll just have to have you back on. But if you could, because we've said several times throughout this conversation, you know, how important it is to be an advocate. We've kind of talked about just starting where you start, but in a sentence or two, do you think you could encapsulate to somebody that's listening right now, that's been impassioned, been inspired by what we talked about, how to become an advocate? Like, is there a how? Yeah, there is a how. Um, Now, you can just jump right out and be that guy shouting at meetings, I guess, at at your town hall. But it would be more effective if you get out. You have to get out of your house. You have to go to the range. You have to join Second Amendment groups in your local area and do local things, volunteer locally. Because what you build is a network. Now you're not the crazy person shouting at the town meeting you've gone there with five or six people also from different groups or representing a group and that carries more weight and once you network people will be there to help you Mm -hmm. join online groups and be inclusive yes you can't dictate who shows up if you want to grow a community You have to accept everyone that shows up, even if you don't agree with them on everything, because they don't have to be your friends. They have to be your allies in the fight. So that was my two cent worth of how to make, become an advocate and become an effective advocate. I think that's brilliant. Um, So just as we go out, please talk to folks how they can continue to learn from you, whether they can be physically in your presence or not. Um, and you also, you know, what we do as advocates, uh, we have a lot of tools available to us that are, you know, like it's expensive to buy a cell phone, but then once you have it, it, then it's not expensive. It's expensive to buy a, a laptop, but, um, there is a lot of, 
you know, like you were buying pizza for people and, you know, I do a lot of traveling, that sort of thing. So there are expenses involved. How can people help you in, in a monetary way to help your message move forward? All right. You can help me by going to diversityshoot.com. That's my website. And we have both a PayPal link and a, a, and a GoFundMe link there. Second is for everyone. And you can donate there. Um, you can also become a patron on patreon.com. I do giveaways there. We gave away a P10C. Um, I also have a rifle kit I'm giving away. So $20 and above, you can join that or you can join for as little as a dollar. But we have giveaways there and it's just a monthly donation. Um, oh, 1022clothing.us. We like 5'11", but twice as big. We go up to 6X. Me <laughs> <laughs> too. I love it. <laughs> but you can also get there through our link on diversityshoot.com and pick up a shirt. This shirt is $10 shipped. I don't make anything on this shirt. This shirt is for rallies and to get conversation started, but we have a promotional shirt on there that I get a little something off of it too. So, yep, those are the ways you can uh, help us out financially because pizzas ain't cheap. <laughs> and, um, we're just trying to make this work. And you can also listen to my podcasts. The second is for everyone podcast or the 2A4E podcast, darn near everywhere. Very, very good. And if you folks listening are not already following uh, Simon Says Train on Instagram, you are missing out because truly it is that, you know, two minute read every day that will make you think differently about the stuff that is like coming constantly at us on, on the media. Uh, it, Tony brings us to historical um, references and just really it, it's, it's that, that once a day check in, how, how am I doing? right? How am I doing as far as the Constitution and the Bill of Rights is concerned? This guy, this really thick pamphlet right here, this is the, the rule book that our founding fathers wrote for us, right? It's the firewall that keeps the government out of our personal lives. How many of us have even read this? I guarantee you Tony has because he talks about it on his Instagram every day. And I just encourage you to, to go there and to the Facebook uh, that it's Facebook has a different name, right? The second is for everyone on Facebook. Mm -hmm. I also share from Simon Says Train on Facebook, but the second is for everyone. It's wonderful. It's brilliant. Uh, please keep doing it. Don't stop doing it. And everyone listening, go there and, and start following that account. Uh, Tony Simon, Simon Says Train, 2A4E. Thank you so much for taking this time and chatting with us today. All right. Thank you very much, Cheryl. Bye, everyone. All right. Stick around. There's always lots more coming up on Gun Freedom Radio.